to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Pirano. Today's guest is Brian Hurstman from Top Gun Basketball. We talk hoops, we talk life. Let's dive right in. So let's ask you this deep question. I got a deep one for you. So if everything you have done playing and coaching was erased out of your life and there was only three things you can leave behind, whether they were values or lessons, what would those be? Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, I would say uh, basically the fundamentals that were taught to me, number one, uh, your aware, uh, awareness don't don't just like uh, sleep walk through life. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, uh, I, I'm a firm believer in, um, in in reading and learning from things that are outside of what you do, and then bringing them into what you do, uh, and seeing, you know, like when you have firm goals towards something, and that goes to what I talk about. Like you have to train program your brain to be on the same team as you so when you really know like for, when you place value on certain things like let's say you place like you place value on uh let, let me go back to that so like you know how like someone uh says something to you and you've never heard it before but then like like sure enough like within the next week like you hear it yes you know what i'm saying like someone will tell you a word or something and like then you hear it yeah well i think that that's really important and they like they have scientific words for, for that and stuff like that so it's like when you identify like okay this is exactly like what i want to do then like you start seeing all the things that will get you there that you might not have seen before so uh, i would say like th- so when you have a goal and you're always living, eating, sleeping, and thinking about it. So let's say you're, like, coaching basketball or something like that. Well, when you go to a movie and it's about, like, math or whatever, you take something that you learned out of that, like a detail, and then you're – so you're always, like, bringing – you're always, like, moving in that direction with, like, everything that you have. And so I'd say that's the thing. And then just, like – then it's just, like, being humble, too. Like, okay. but through a humble and – humble in action. So I think that there's, like – it's not – it's important to understand, like – like these blanket statements, like, you know, just be humble. Like what, what it means is like, it doesn't matter like how arrogant you are. Like you can be cocky and confident. Like that's not, that's not saying you're not humble. Like what humble is, is like being humble in action, meaning like going up to somebody and be like, Hey, I don't know how to do this. Like, but I heard you are good at it. Like, you know, can you tell me like what you did? Like that is so rare especially now it probably always is like I can't even tell you like in the last 10 years of me doing basketball for a living I probably have like two people ever say hey man can I like take you out for uh you know like ask me like like how did you have such a good eighth grade team right there or like you know uh can I watch your practice or like I'm real like I've only had like two or three people ever say like I I just want to learn I want to be a student of the game so I guess the last thing I learned to say is if you be really passionate about something is become a student of the game man um, that's and if you, if you know the if you know the fundamentals like for me like i don't want to be cocky about this or, or whatever but like 
I've taught, like, if you know the principles and fundamentals of things, like, I honestly think that if I didn't do what I'm doing right now, I could be dropped off in some random city and, like, doing something else. And I would just go, I would run through my checklist of things to do. I'd read every book on it. I'd search out mentors. I'd start thinking about it all the time, you know, and I would just apply the same fundamentals. And sure enough, probably within a couple of years, I would probably be uh, near near the top of most things. Um, and I just believe that. <laughs> no, I, I hear you, man. I mean, I'm a student of the game every day. I, I, I tell myself every day when it comes to being with basketball, if if I can't learn something new about basketball, then I shouldn't teach it. Like the the game evolves every day. I mean, I drive all the way to Irvine and and go with my good friend Jordan Lolly, and and he may teach something that I already know, but I might learn it in a different twist or a different aspect of it. You get what I'm saying? Right. So no, I I totally right. get that. So what's your and co- the coaches have to be getting better. This is another thing that I think that people need. Like, I don't think that coaches are trying to get better. Like, they're always the same coach. Every single year, they're the same coach. Like, you have to be getting better at a faster rate than even your players. Because then that will rub off. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I love going But most coaches are doing the same thing they're doing now that they were doing 15 years ago. Yeah, I can't do that, man. I cannot do that. I'm, I'm trying to do new stuff day in and day out. I'm trying to hit my kids with curveballs. And I, and what's, what amazes me is after practice, kids come up to me, hug me, tell me how much they had fun. Thank you, coach. Thank you, coach. I love the thank yous. But what really hits home is when a parent comes up to me and gives me a high five and says, I love that practice, coach. Because I know... Not only did I hit that kid with a curveball, but I hit the parent with a curveball. And they're like, whoa, I like that. And that's what gets me. That that's, uh-huh. that really drives me. It's like, because then they that. know that I'm doing a service for their child. They know that I'm invested uh-huh. in their kid and that I care. And that's what what truly hits home. Because if someone was coaching my son, like for instance, when... When my good friend Ryan Rizuki is training my son as a skill trainer, or I take my son to Jordan Lolly, or I even take him to Gannon Baker, like I want my son to be wowed and and be engaged, but I also want to stand on the sideline and be like, "Man, thank you for teaching him that," because it was something that he didn't uh-huh. know, or it was a different spin. So I I love that. What's your compass? Like, your compass, what drives you every day in your business? Uh, you know, I just, it's just, I really love what I'm doing. Um, I think it's very, uh, uh, one of the things that, it's just one of my values is, uh, you know, being independent, uh, working for yourself, um, and just living my life aligned with that and, and doing being around something that I'm really passionate about doing. So it never really feels like work. Uh, rarely does it ever feel like work. So um, I know what I'm motivated by. So as long as I'm doing that, like I don't ever really think about motivation. It's just like instinctual to me. So like I just get up and I go and I, and, and I also know that, um, you know, this is the same thing in basketball too. Like, 
you know, the 20, I think that your 20s and should be like, it should be a, a really developing, and even before that in your teenage years, like you, you're, is the years that you're, you need to be developing your work ethic where you should just be able to go like 16 hours, like a day, like it's nothing. And like day after day after day after day after day. Um, and because you're not going to be able to do that forever, right? So you're going to get older, uh, but it's a good good time now. You know, I'm, I just turned 33, um, and I really want to just get as much as I can do with like with my energy now. And then, you know, what happens is hopefully you become a veteran, like you do in basketball, and you can do more with less. Like that's what a veteran is to me. Like you, you, you put less effort in, and you get more, and you get more output. So um, I'm just trying to take advantage of, uh, you know, I, I I have really really big goals, like ridiculously big goals, and then like that's what that's what drives you. And then uh, um, you know, getting little successes on the way, uh, challenging yourself, but then like getting little successes here and then, and then just keep going. So. I don't know if that answered it, but yeah, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. really ever think about it too much about uh, what drives me because I just, uh, you know, I just, um, it's not, it's just not hard for me. Like you said, like when you're, when you're doing stuff like that, like, it's just like, it makes it so easy to just like, if you're passionate about it, it's like, you just can go. And, and again, your brain as well, like we're talking about mental game. Like, it's funny that like, I said this before in the interview that you asked me, I was like, your brain has to be on the same, I'll give you an example, like your brain has to be on the same page. So, um, you know, I, your body will actually, like I haven't gotten sick in a really long time. Like your body will, if you can get it on the same page as you, will not get sick if you have a lot of work to do. It will wait for a time where you're like relaxed, like where you don't have enough and then it will say, okay, now it's time to get sick. It's really funny like that. If, if you can get it like that. And the example that I say is that, um, I was, you know, working out at the gym with my brother, my, my younger brother. And he, like me, had a, when I was younger, I had a, I had a hard time with consistency, like consistently, like if, if we're going to do something, I was very, I'm very informal. So it's like, if we're going to do something on Tuesday, you tell me like, all right, Tuesday, every time at 9 PM, like I wasn't very good at hitting that like every week. So, uh, we, we started this thing that where we were going to work out every in the gym, every Tuesday at 9 PM. So we're like, yeah, we're all excited about it. Yeah, let's do this. This is fun. So the next week comes and it's before nine o'clock and it's literally the second week in a row of doing it. And he's like, oh, I just don't feel so good. And I'm like, no, like your brain is tricking you. Just come here for five minutes, dude. I'm telling you, it's sabotaging you. Don't let it. So he came and I'm just trying, I'm just saying that, um, that's important. Like getting, getting on the same page with your body and your brain. And it is something that's possible to do. And, and that's, we have to just be aligned with your goals and your intent. So you, you can't have this like wishy-washy intent. I see that from people all the time. They're like, they say they want all these big things and they want to be successful, but they don't, they don't do the actions that, that line up with it. So they're like, they, they, they're confused. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. 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 No, I totally get it. Yeah. I get yeah, you. So what, what do you fear, man? What do I fear? Yeah. Um, I guess 
know, I, I, I guess in some ways there, there's like a fear of failure that kind of pushes me sometimes. Like I think that um, you're either you're either moving away from fear or uh, moving towards pleasure. I think if you want to strip it down to those fundamentals, and I think a lot of it, what I what I fear is uh, failure and having to work under someone that I don't have their values or you know being controlled. Uh, by, you know, living my, like working for someone else, I think fear is a fear of me and, and having my state in, in, in someone else's hand. That, I, I think that's, a, that's a, fear, a big fear of mine. Okay. All right. I feel that. I feel that. Um, and mm-hmm. okay. So like, you know, club, club sports in general is a $9 billion industry, whether it's soccer, wow. baseball, basketball, volleyball, you name it. It's a $9 billion industry. And it's really big in the United States. But why is it not big in San Diego? We are one of the best places to vacation and go to. Like, how do we put basketball more on the map here versus, like, L.A. and um, Orlando, Florida and, and all these other places? I, I, think, it's, I, I think right now it's, it's bigger than L.A. Oh. Basketball. I don't know about the other club sports, but I don't know. I, I don't man. know. I, I don't know how much bigger. I mean, there's 500. The last time I checked the database, there was like 500 club teams in San Diego. I think it was like six months ago. With oh. like, uh, you know, 115 club organizations for boys basketball. Okay, I get you. Uh, on that. Oh, wait, hold up. I get you on that. Yeah. Okay. But, but think about it. There's not a whole lot of tournaments here. There's tons of tournaments every weekend in Corona, Temecula, L.A. There, there's rarely any tournaments here, and the people that uh, do what, put on what good... facilities are they using? What, what do you mean? They're, they're private facilities, right? So yeah. the tournaments are almost always at these big box private facilities, and that's the reason why. If there were facilities here, there would be. So uh, what happened is that we're a league-based town, and we're not. For, I can only speak to basketball, right, and boys basketball, because I don't, I mean, I would love to have more girls basketball thing, but, you know, we don't have that for whatever reason. So uh, I'm just seen as the boys basketball, but, uh, you know, you, you, we don't have the infrastructure for it. It's, it's that simple. It's like, why did the Chargers leave? You don't have the infrastructure for it. So uh, if there was, uh, you know, uh, eight court facility or ten court facility, I'm sure there would be a tournament here every week. You yeah. hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, there well, might be. Yeah, not to cut, not to cut you off, but it's like, who wants? You know, the guy that runs the biggest event here is uh, Marlon Wells. For the most part, is that May tournament, and like he's, like I don't, I don't, uh, I respect him. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't envy his position when he runs that event. Because he's got Kearney Mesa, Kearney High School, and then, like, that gym is... Like, I remember one time, it's like, oh, well, I can't get into that gym. So they had to, like, switch it in the middle of the tournament. They're at Sweetwater, and they're at this place. So it's not... This is not a good place to run a good tournament, a big tournament. It's it's hell from a facility standpoint. And then you've got, you know, Alliance, and they have their own, but they don't want other people running it there. They, they do their own programming. So... I think that one's really simple. I think it. I think it's if you built it, it would come. But uh, Orange County is, to be fair, is a better location 
than here because they can draw from us. They can draw from Phoenix. They can draw from Nevada, uh, L.A., and NorCal, and San Diego. What do we have, Sal? You know, I, I love my friends down in Tijuana. I'm actually going to go down there. I, I go down there once every, you know, year and meet with some of the people down there. They're nice people, and they come to our event. But, you know, we don't, you, don't have, you don't have the South to pull from. So uh, I think everything just consolidated that Orange County spot. Okay, I hear you. I mean, I, I just wish that we had better venues here. You know, I, I got invited to do a tournament this weekend. And like I was telling you earlier, there was four teams from San Diego going there. And I, I told the guy point blank, I was like, you got a 19 tournament going on. You want me to be the ninth guy? If I go up there, that's five teams from San Diego. I might as well call those four teams and do a round robin or a shootout. Why drive all the way to your uh-huh. facility in Corona and go play these guys? He had right. no answer for me. I was yeah. like, man, I'm good. You know? Well, I don't think that you could be preaching to the choir enough on this one, my friend. I, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I'm tired of my life being searching for a facility to, to use for the youth. Uh, I think that also um, you have a lot of things that are catered towards adult leagues and, and adults for whatever reason. Um, and the kids just don't have a place to go for right. the most part. So I think, uh, yeah, that it, it is, it's disappointing for sure. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so while you were a coach, what, and as you're playing now, like pickleball or whatever, what's your favorite concept to teach and what's your favorite move in basketball? Uh, concept to teach. Uh, I really like to teach. Um, I do like teaching offense. Um, okay, I well, am more part? of an offensive. Which part? Um, right. Like, is it a drag step? Is it a double cross? Is it maybe a pick and roll action? Like, what, what do you like teaching? Um, starts and stops, the most fundamental thing. Just getting, uh, I, I, like, I like to teach footwork, I'd say. I think just just basic footwork because I think people just most kids can't do it. So basically, uh, just a couple drills that I just love to do is seeing how uh, how a kid sprints with the ball because most of the times they uh, for for what should take them one dribble usually takes them three. So then you teach them how to be efficient. So I like uh, you know efficiency uh, and uh, going from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. Great. And that is by having really clean footwork and uh, not a lot of – so, I, you know, you, I don't really like to teach more – I'm different in that way where, like, I think that you shouldn't teach the highlight move. I think that highlights appear from doing the fundamentals over and over and over again, and then an opportunity comes for the highlight as opposed to when you work on the highlight and you miss out on all the other stuff. So that's like kind of my philosophy. So a lot of my stuff is probably like, I like working on really, really boring type uh, fundamentals that I know are kind of boring, but they end up, they're not boring when you're winning. Absolutely. (laughs) No, I, I understand. Trust me. I tell my kids all the time to make the game as simple as possible if you make the game simple, the game slows down. That makes you more successful. So no, I get it. But yeah, I like I first you. step and first step and, and and just you know basic crossover to, to beat 
uh, a basic crossover to beat somebody. Cool. That's what I like teaching. All right. Who's your favorite basketball player growing up and watching? Uh, this one's going to make people laugh, but I, honestly, I mean, John Stockton was my favorite player. <laughs> Dude, uh, I love John Stockton. Just Dude because, was nasty. Yeah, people used to always make fun of me because they're like, well, because, you know, he's he pretty much uh, signifies what I'm into. Like, you know, these, like, it, like, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, like, John Stockton was kind of boring for a lot of people and he was like they didn't like, they didn't like him there was like I remember my, my friend was like he was all about Jason Williams and white chocolate but uh, John Stockton was like I mean dude the guy's the guy has the assist the all time record of assists and steals uh, like what more do you want from your point guard who cares what it looks like so uh, yeah Stockton was uh, was uh, actually my favorite player growing up <laughs> cool what's your favorite Jordan shoe Favorite Jordan shoes gotta be oh the eleven. I'm a big elevens guy. Uh, the Space Jam elevens. Okay, sweet. I like them. And you know what's funny is that we used to actually play in like I played high school in eleven. Like you never see that anymore. We would wear nines and threes, and we would wear them actually in the games. Right. <laughs> it's unheard of now. <laughs> yeah, they're more of a lifestyle shoe. You're absolutely right about that. Well, hey Brian, um. I think that's all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for being on my show. Um, you dropped serious knowledge, man. And uh, I can't wait to do another one with you. Yeah, me too. And you're going to be in our, uh, our... I'd be excited to see have your fadeaway and fundamental squad. See them in our, uh, our league and things moving forward. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if people want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? Um what do you use? Can you can you throw out maybe your website, um, Instagram, Facebook? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm on all of that, man. Uh, you know, top uh, for anybody in San Diego, TopGunBball.com, uh, TopGunBball, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then Indie Hoops, I N D I H O O P S, uh, is uh, the Indie Hoops handle for everything. So. Uh, I'm going to be developing a lot of uh, online type trainings, educational courses. But if you like what I'm talking about uh, with the mentality thing stuff and stuff like that, which I think uh, was ultimately gave the Top Gun guys the, the biggest advantage. Uh, if you ask me, then uh, you know, reach out to me and uh, you know, get on my email list or things like that. I'm going to be.